Good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, my podcast, 70 Places, um, along with uh, here with uh, Dorothy Carruthers. I'm your host, Jameer. Um, hopefully, everyone's week went well, um, that it was blessed, and uh, you was able to have communion with your Father in heaven who loves you. Um, I pray that everyone's week went well. Let's open up this evening in prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. We thank you um, for showering your love above from heaven, Father. We pray for understanding of your word, understanding of your promises, and direction for our lives, how we can serve you and love you even more. Um, we thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, uh, this evening we're going to use uh, several different scriptures coming from uh, several different passages. And I have uh, a lot of scriptures I actually want to read tonight. <clears throat> but uh, this, this evening... Uh, we're talking, uh, you know, uh, me and uh, I was with my nieces and nephews a couple of weeks ago, and I was like watching. Uh, we was watching some of the Disney movies, and uh, a, a, a kind of strange or a weird thought popped into my head. You know, um, we know that uh, actually a lot, a lot of things that we see on Disney, uh, we know it's a former entertainment, you know, and then there's all, they all, they do have their own messages in there that they're trying to relate to people. And some of them are not really, uh, are things that we will want to re- reflect being believers in our father in heaven, you know, and, and not just Disney, but just any type of uh, movies, particularly what I'm talking about this evening is, uh, types of, uh, fantasy movies or the fantasy aspect of movies um, and the, the characters that they have in there, you know, you, you see some of the movies, uh, they have like talking cars and horses. And then some of them have ghosts in them or, or mermaids. Um, even movies like such as uh, the uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, and that, that book was I mean those books was actually written by a, a Christian author but uh, they have he wrote things in there about uh, hobbits elves and wizards and goblins and all kind of other creatures <laughs> and how they depicted it in movies some of them were, you know was, wasn't really easy on the eyes to look at you know if you're a kid you might have had some uh, nightmare from watching them, you know. Um, but uh, these movies, you know, typically fantasy or they have like a, a sense of fantasy or some type of a, like almost like a uh, a fairy tale, you know. And a lot of a lot of things they're talking about, they're not real. These well, they don't have any. Uh, scientific proof I guess what I'm saying um, they don't really have anything that uh, I guess that could be measured by science you know and a lot of it is just uh, from imagination you know um, there's just different authors uh, writers directors you know coming off with, with things off the top of their head you know um, so, though, you know, some of the things that they do, and I've seen some videos, I'm pretty sure maybe you have seen some videos, and I'm, they're the people saying that there actually are mermaids, or there actually are some type of hobbits, or giants, and even fairies, you know. Um, now, me, myself, personally, I have never seen any of those things, um, and I'm not saying that the people who who say those they see those things are liars, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that either, but I'm just saying for me myself, I I have not seen any of those things. 
So it could be a possibility that there are, but it's also probably a possibility that there are not any of those things. Um, But what I want to do this evening is I want to look at uh, some of these uh, fantasy things that people say that they are in Scripture and see if we can either prove or disprove them. And also, in the end, kind of bring it back to, well, what what does that really mean for us this day, you know? Um, <clears throat> so the, one of the actually first scriptures um, is actually one of the more, I believe, or at least when I was growing up, this, this uh, creature actually kind of always kind of actually kind of gave me, I'm not, I won't say nightmares, but I would be thinking about it at night. <laughs> Like, I don't ever want to encounter that creature. But this is uh, in Revelation 13. And I actually, I'll, and this talks about um, two different creatures. Uh, in Revelation chapter 13, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. And the dragon, and that's not the creature I'm talking about. We know that the dragon is actually Satan, the devil. Um our adversary, but uh, the dragon stood on the sea, on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea, ten horns and seven heads, but ten crowns on his horns, and each of these had a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard and had feet like those of a bear and mouth like that of a lion, and a dragon gave the beast his power and his throne had great authority and one of the heads of the beast seemed to have a fatal wound but the fatal wound will be healed and the whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast and people worshiped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast and they also worshiped the beast and asked who is like the beast who can wage war against it? It was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. And it opened its mouth to blasphemy God and it slandered his name, his dwelling place, and those who live in heaven. And it was great. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb who was slain before, slain from the creation of the world. Um, And then we have the Lamb. I'm going to talk about the beast a little bit. But the Lamb right there, we know that is our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, some people call him Yeshua HaMashiach. And I believe in, in uh, Spanish, they say Jesus, um, Jesus uh, as a pronunciation. But I'm getting back to this, Revelation chapter 13, verse 9. Whoever has an ear to ear, let him hear. Um, if anyone is going into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone is being killed with a sword, with a sword they will be killed. <clears throat> and this called for patience, endurance, and faith on a part of God's people. I don't have very many more verses on this particular passage. But verse 11 says, Then I saw the second beast coming out of earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all authority of the first beast on its behalf, and it made the earth and all its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs and cast down fire down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. Because of the signs, it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast. It deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who, had, who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And the second beast was given power to, to, breathe, to breathe to the image of the first beast beast so that the image could speak and cause all those who refused to worship the image to be killed and it also forced all people great and small rich and poor free and slave 
to receive a mark on their right hand and on their forehead. So they cannot buy or sell unless they had a mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. And this calls for wisdom. Let the person who has inside calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. A very familiar passage in scripture. Um, now, when you you think about the aspects of these beasts and them coming out of the water, as it says in uh, here in Revelation chapter 13:1, I saw one of the beasts coming out of the water. Uh, actually, that kind of reminded me of a movie that I was watching, bringing to one of the things that we were watching, uh, like uh, King Kong or Godzilla or a new movie called The Pacific Room, where they have some of these creatures, you know, these beasts coming out of water. Um, so if you uh, read in Revelation 13, you come across that, you may think, oh, okay, so I'm waiting for these things, these creatures to come out of the sea. Um, but actually, uh, many scholars believe that, uh, that these beasts that are rising out of the sea are actually symbols of uh, kingdoms and nations instead of being actual creatures or beasts that will literally come out of like the Pacific or the Atlantic or the Indian Ocean or, or one of the great bodies of water. Um, so they don't actually believe that they're actually like these animals coming up, but they actually are symbols of kingdoms and nations. And these same beasts are uh, recorded in uh, Daniel, and I believe actually in Daniel chapter 7, they talk about these beasts, and it, it explains it in, the, in uh, that scripture, you know. So the beast is, uh, and actually this has two beasts, but that is one of the scriptures um, that we see uh, sort of like this uh, fantasy type thing or deal going on, or these like fables, <laughs> you know, uh, that people sometimes like to, to pull into a uh, scripture. Um, then we have uh, the unicorn, if, for those of you who don't know. Some people say that it, uh, actually the, the, the scripture, the Bible, mentions unicorn. Actually, depending on which translation you have, it does mention a unicorn. Um, actually, one of the scriptures, it's eight, I think it's a seven or eight Bible verses that mention it. But one of them is uh, Numbers 23, verse 22. That is Numbers 23, verse 22. And it says, God brought them out of Egypt, and he, and he had as it were, the strength of a unicorn. So here in the book of Numbers, we see this talking about that uh, the children of Israel having the strength of a unicorn. Now, why would the scriptures say that, you know, having a strength of a unicorn? Um, Well, basically what the issue was or the problem was uh, it was basically a mistranslation from, uh, as scholars have discovered, from uh, the the Hebrew language to English. They translated it as a unicorn. I'm not really sure why, but actually the the, the creature to which this passage is referring to is actually called, and I'm I know I'm going to pronounce the name wrong, is a uh, arochus. Arochus is, and you spell it A U R O C H S, A U R O C H S. Um, and some of you, like if you're not really uh, in uh, zoology or that type of field, you probably never heard of that animal. It's not a very actual popular animal, and actually it went extinct in uh, 1627. Um, this creature went extinct that they're talking about in this passage. And uh, if you want to kind of get a picture of it, it kind of, when I looked at your image, um, it, it's kind of similar to me too, like a bull or a cow, you know, except it's much larger and uh, with large horns. So that's showing the strength of this uh, creature. Um, so there's, my understanding of this number is 23 verse 22 that it, there is uh, no unicorns uh, 
that are actually really literally mentioned in scriptures, you know. Um, so uh, <clears throat> it looks like as as we go through the, all these a few scriptures I gave you that uh, there's really nothing weird or or anything unusual in uh, scripture um, that uh, we can compare to something being mystical or type of fantasy type of creature. Um, then uh, one of the more popular creatures that are mentioned, and this is one of the ones that uh, all of us are familiar with, are angels. Um, I'm pretty sure they, I believe actually they're out of all of our, our Heavenly Father's creation. I, I, I believe these are the ones who are talked about the most, at least, at least among us. Uh, now, if when uh, you get to doing the research into uh, angels and looking at some of the, the theology and, and all of that involved in it, um, many of them, the scholars, they believe that that there are uh, three types of angels or angels falling into uh, different rankings, um, and they are the uh, the cherubim. You familiar with the cherubim? They are mentioned in several places in the scripture. Uh, Genesis 3:24. You know they guarded the entrance of the Garden of Eden. Uh, Ezekiel 10 says that uh, they are with God. Um, even Psalms 18:10 says, that, which is very interesting, it says God rides on them. Um, and then we are familiar. You're familiar with the Ark of the Covenant. It says two golden figures, a cherubim. Sit on the Ark of the Covenant where God promises to dwell among his people. And that's recorded in Exodus 25, verse 22, and also in verses 18 through 21 of that Exodus 25. So that right there is a cherubim. Then we have the uh, seraphim. And also I want to make note that uh, oftentimes you might see those little uh, baby angels um, that are like on a cards and all that kind of those type of deals but um, those right there I don't believe angels actually look like that um, so yeah I'll, I'll stop I'll stop at that one right there because uh, that's not really in my notes I just got a thought of that one um, but uh, another type of angel is the uh, seraphim which is really only mentioned once in scripture and that's in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2 through 7. And actually, it's a, it's a famous song from that, uh, I believe. Uh, it says, where they continually worship the Lord and saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So it's a, it's a, a very famous worship song from the, these angels that were singing it. This is recorded in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2. And then another another type of creature or angel that our scholars believe is uh they call them uh, living creatures as recorded in scripture. Um, Ezekiel and Revelation speak of their these kinds of heavenly beings known as living creatures. Uh, that's Exodus. I mean, I'm sorry, not Exodus. Ezekiel chapter one verses five through fourteen, and Revelation chapter four verse six through eight. And I'm gonna uh, read the description. It says they appear like a lion, an ox, a man, and an eagle, represented represented various parts of God's creation. Um, and what's interesting about this is that almost is similar to the beasts that were coming out of uh, the ocean. So the question, I guess, one of the questions is why is this right here actually an angel, and the other one are just symbolic? Of uh, of nation. Well, if, if you look and uh, study, do some study in Daniel, kingdoms or nations, and Daniel, and those are the same ones that are represented in a beast. Actually, it's the same, very same creatures. And now this right here is this, talking about this angel as actually something totally different. But these these angels or these living creatures, it says in Revelation chapter four verse eight. They sing a song just similar to the other angels. Day and night, they never cease to sing, Holy, holy, holy 
as the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So we have all these beautiful and angelic beings, and what makes them beautiful is their their relationship to the Father in heaven, you know, that they have submitted their lives to him, you know. Um, a lot a lot of times we uh, don't really focus on the uh, worship, how uh, angels uh, worship uh, the Father. <laughs> you know, our Father, they, they worship. They, I'm pretty sure they can teach us some great lessons on uh, praise and worship uh, angels. Um, but a lot of times we identify angels. Another word for angels is messengers. So we identify them as that. And also we see them. The scripture depicts it that they are warriors, uh, that they they fight for us on behalf of the spiritual realm. The angels fight for us at the command of our Father in heaven. Um, uh, actually, a lot of people, uh, secular people, um, people of the world, they actually believe in angels, and uh, where they won't believe in a God in heaven, but they will believe in angels, which which is something. Something amazing because you'd be like, you'll think, okay, well, how did the angels get here? Um, because you might, you, hear, you might hear a lot of talk about guardian angels, and I believe we, as uh, children of, the, of our Father in heaven, you know, I believe God, you know, He has given us angels that watch over us and guard us and, and protect us. You know, they try to keep us out of much trouble as as we can. You know. Um, <clears throat> now, speaking of uh, these angels, so far we've uh, talked about the good ones, you know. Um, it's actually, I want to put in a little side note in there. Sometimes you hear about uh, us as human beings uh, having free will and free choice to choose either way, but then. There, I've heard some people. I, I'm not. I haven't heard it recently, so I could be in, incorrect. But I know in the past where I've heard that the angels, they don't have a choice um, to worship the Father. But uh, I'm not sure what that status is today. But I know at one time that they did have a choice whether they wanted to submit to the Father in heaven or do something else that was contrary. To our Father in Heaven, which is rebel against His will, which we see that Lucifer, you know, Satan, he was once a minister and angel who served our Father, but he chose to rebel. So we see the angels; um, they might still have that chance to rebel against the Father, but we see that they uh, have free will or, or or had free will or free choice, you know. Um, so the angels. Now, speaking of uh, angels, <laughs> we got to get get into because we, then we have all different other types of teachings going on. Um, like, you know, uh, if you're just thinking about going back to a child, going back to our child and our imagination, and just hearing about legends. If you ever studied in school, like. Uh, Greek mythology um, Or even like Santa Claus You know a lot of people teach Their children about Santa Claus But we know That he is uh, Real At least how we uh, Like to represent him today As someone coming through a a tree You know But uh, there are other things that people mention um, That are like, like, like Fantasy Like giants uh, demons, uh, fallen angels, ghosts, poltergeists—you know things like that. Uh, that are, I guess, off breeds or some type of form that that was uh, created. Uh, I guess let's start off with giants. Um, and we're kind of familiar with giants because we know that uh, David he fought a nine-foot giant named Goliath. And actually, he fought also several Goliath's brothers. Uh, um, even if you remember when the uh, children of Israel went to the promised land and 
there was a bad report given by 10, uh, 10 of the spies, an uh, evil report, actually, as Scripture says, because they said we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. So they was they was fearful because uh, of giants. Um, so giants is uh, something that uh, we see portrayed in movies, but also it's uh, supported and referenced in Scripture. Now, are there any giants today? Some people say they are, and some people say... They aren't, but I have not seen one today, but I'm not going to say they're not any. And then we have, now this right here is, is kind of a, a debated topic among scholars is the issue of demons. Um, some people see demons as just merely another name or word for uh, fallen angels. Okay, but then other people see demons as something else. Um, uh, most most of us as believers, you know, we know that the uh, New Testament, uh, Jesus and apostles, as many scriptures of them encountering demons and and casting them out. You know, um, me and my my personal uh, opinion when you talk about the fantasy and things you see in movies, like when they're talking about ghosts or poltergeists uh, or uh, things of that nature, I believe that those are actually uh, demons that are manifesting as, as being called ghosts or, or uh, different things like that. I believe they're actually demons, um, maybe possessing people's houses or, or things like that. Um, then we have uh, fallen angels, um, which I've made a little bit of reference to earlier. Uh, Revelations 12, verse 3 talks about uh, how uh, Satan revolted against God and they was cast out. So we have fallen angels. And uh, I guess uh, you might be asking, okay, well, what is really the difference between, or at least my understanding, a scripture of fallen angels and demons and it's really not like a life life or death opinion of scripture but it's just something that I believe according to my understanding you know um, and I could be swayed another way <laughs> you know but basically uh, um, actually before I get to that I want to talk about another thing that's uh, commonly talked about is uh, you may have heard uh, Nephilim uh, the word Nephilim um, in scripture. There are scriptures uh, written about Nephilim. Uh, Genesis 6, 1 through 4, it says, When mankind began to multiply on earth, and the daughters were born unto them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of mankind were beautiful, and they took chose as wives for themselves. And the Lord said, My spirit will not remain with mankind forever, because they are corrupt. Their days will be 120 years. And the Nephilim were on the earth, both in those days and afterwards. And the sons of God came to the daughters of mankind who were born into them. Um, and they were powerful men of old, the famous men. Um, now, and this kind of sort of, to me, goes back to the uh, giants. But that word Nephilim, if you're familiar with it, it actually means a uh, fallen one. Um, and I believe that they are uh, giants, you know, but uh, I believe they I, I don't understand all the scientific things about it, but uh, I believe there's sort of some sort of type of experiment or offspring of some type of a angelic being and a human being. And I don't believe that they have any, I don't know, is this a, Kind of like a touchy and confusing, like an an uh, unknown topic, but many people are are talking about it today, and that's why I bring it up. But I believe that when these uh, giants were on Earth, and then the Great Flood happened, um, this these uh, whatever they were, whatever form they in, they, that they died, and that whatever kind of entity or being they were, they were, they became demons. 
you know, so now we have these demons and then we have these uh, fallen angels. Um, my understanding or in interpretation of scripture. So the question is now, okay, uh, well, it, if that's the case, if that's true, uh, if, where do we as uh, believers um, do or how how do we respond to these types of things that are happening in the world? Because, you know, a lot of times you see these movies and there's a lot of uh, fantasy involved in them. But uh, it's also, it also is uh, some truth in them also because they're depicting things. Now, some of these directors in these movies, they might know what they're writing about, but the general public, they might not understand or they may do understand what's trying to be translated or, or, or sent to them uh, subliminally. You know, those subliminal messages they uh, send to you. So um, you have uh, these spirits in the world you know, is a saying that says uh, that, that the truth, you know, is uh, can be stranger than fiction. I I believe that that is the case. Where uh, many of you out there listening, y'all may have uh, encountered something that is unusual that can't be explained by science. Um, and my my own personal uh, experience, as you know, from some of the other testimonies I shared, I've known people who I consider to be credible have some pretty unusual experiences. Um, In one case, one example, uh, a very close friend of mine said that they, uh, before they were uh, a sage and a believer, and they was involved in, in witchcraft, they said that their daughter um, was one day she was looking in a mirror and in this mirror, the mirror uh, showed two images of the daughter and one of the images, it was both, it was her, but one of them was crying and the other one was laughing, you know, and there was a lot of other things going on in the house at that time that were uh, very, very unusual, you know. Um, someone outside in the world might think, okay, well, maybe that person is hallucinating. Or someone might say, okay, well, we need to call a Ghostbuster, you know. (laughs) Um, But the thing was uh, that there's uh, another reality that's kind of intertwined with ours, and it's uh, a spiritual world. Scripture talks about the spiritual world. It says we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. And oftentimes there are things like that that, are, that people are dealing with and fighting with, that, that literal spirits, uh, shadow beings, and all these kind of things, and they don't know how to respond. Maybe there's someone in the world and they haven't been taught, you know, about those things. Or maybe they're a believer they haven't been taught about these types of things. Um, and it could be where a person has been prescribe some type of medication if you look at the medication or see those commercials and you see like all the side effects or side effects of things that you might start seeing things or want to kill yourself and it's sometimes like man I'm just trying to get rid of this hay fever and all this other stuff is happening I don't know if I should take this uh, antibiotic or whatever they're they're trying to offer you you know but anyway I I was saying all that to to, uh, sorry I got a little sidetracked so I was saying that to say that these are real issues that people are dealing with, and uh, they're only going to increase because Scripture tells us that uh, Satan, knowing that he has a short time, is going to have wrath, and he's going to come against us. He's going to come against those who are connected with us. You know, so number one, I think we should be aware of the times that we're living in that we should discern facts from fiction um, because there's a whole lot of that intertwining going on where, okay, and it could, it could put you out there in no man's zone. Um, but at the same time, within that same breath, 
as truth to what those individuals are saying, you know, so you just can't throw, like, the baby out with the bathwater or what, or the bucket or, or whatever the saying is, you know. So it's important for us to recognize, to discern, to be in, be in Scripture. The word says what? Study to, to show thyself approved. So um, if there wasn't any other time in life, especially this time, we should be uh, involved in Scripture. We know that uh, we are in the uh, these vast and evil days. Um, so we have to be on guard. Um, the enemy, you know, he's going to, since he knows his time is short, guess what? He's not going to hold back. He's going to do his best. He's going to put for his best best effort for and destroy the church, you know. So he and he's going to do that however he can, you know, whether it be a, a fallen angel or a demon or whatever entity name or title you want to give it. Ultimately, you know, anything that, that is not of God or our Father in heaven is of the evil one. You know, uh, the God of this world the, uh, is satanic, no matter what title or name they want to give it. You know, it's ultimately everything evil is from him. And he's going to put forth his best effort. He's going to have the best witches, the best warlocks and all this kind of stuff. So what what are we as a believers to do? <laughs> you know, um, you know, if, if you ever I like to compare it to like a. Uh, a basketball game, you know, when you when you're playing a basketball game or some type of athletic event, and the game is like real close, and it's getting towards the end of the game, you you don't want to put your your weaker players in the game. The ones, if you make it to the professional level in any sport, you're uh, you're a very great player. You're a very great athlete, whether it's soccer, football, track or field, you know professional level they're, they're uh but you're still a time when when uh if you're not good enough to cut it you're on the bench you know but we as believers in this time one thing that i want y'all to think about is that and not taking away from any of the players that are on the bench because there's there's some great players sometimes you have an all-star and then you just have to put some players on the bench well our father, he has a, a wonderful spiritual, I call him a spiritual basketball team for the sake of this analogy. I mean, he had people on his basket. If you look at the roster, you have people like Moses. You have people like Paul, uh, Joseph, um, Samson, many uh, of the godly people who submitted their lives. They were on a roster of God, great men. That we Paul, great man, but guess what? The uh, the clock is ticking down, and guess what? They're not in a the game. They're they're actually on the bench. They're not playing right now, you know. <laughs> so, in order to uh, guess what, our father, he's our coach. You know, he's going to he's going to fight with the best. He's not going to put anything second or anything third in a lineup, and it's lineup to, to conflict or fight this enemy. And guess what he's using? He, it's not Paul is not here, or or John is not here, or Elijah and, and Elijah. They're they're not here. They're on the bench right now. But you're you're actually in a starting lineup. Uh, this uh, as the clock ticks down, and he's counting on you to make those final buckets. You know, and the buckets we're making is what we're saving souls, um, preaching the good news to the uttermost parts of the earth. We're setting people free from the enemy, from the demons, from the fallen angels, from the planet of the enemy. So I, I say all of this to uh, to encourage you that no matter what type of things that are going on in, in this spiritual realm and, and uh, reality, and no matter how, how powerful and strong it is, it seems like the enemy is coming against us. He's using politics. He's using uh, false religions. Um Besides the spiritual world, he's using that also to influence the natural world. But uh, despite all of that, we have a Father in Heaven, our God, you know, who is using his best players at this time. (laughs) 
the ones he the ones he called because he could have called Paul to be born during during this time, or he could have called Samson to be born in, during this time. But guess what? He chose you to be born into this time and, and be in a crutch, the crutch time when you know in Scripture it says uh, there's going to be a great a great revival, a great harvest at this time, and 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 you're here for this purpose, you know. So you should be motivated. You shouldn't feel defeated. You shouldn't feel like all oh, hope is lost. Um, so that's where I want to uh, close this uh, this lesson this this evening. And um, Dorothy, are you there? Do you, you have anything you want to say or comment on with it? Uh, yeah, I personally I have had a big problem with Disney for quite some time, and as through the years doing different research, you find out that fairies are actually little demons and. You know things like that. Yeah. And witches, witches are real, you know. So, and there is no yeah. such thing as a good witch or a white witch. And then you're letting your children and grandchildren watch this stuff, and you're going, hmm. How yeah. how do I how do I, you know, speak to them on that? Because if you tell them this stuff is real, it's going to give them fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing to deal with. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only grandparent who's dealing with that issue because you know we learn more as we go along. Um, exactly. So I guess all we can do is pray that they get get a hold on our children. You know. Yeah. The- the prayer is so important. It's like something like the over overlooked weapon, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> overlooked weapon, you know. But yeah, Disney, you know, and yeah, they, and people think people think that that you know, yeah, there are some scary stories, but once it's Disneyfied, it's okay, and that's actually what the term they use. It's Disneyfied. I don't know. Yeah. No, not yeah. exactly. Yeah, they make a lot they of tell. a lot of uh they're they're known for doing things like that and really they're only really about I know they have their evil messages and their subliminal messages in there, that's what they're about and also about the dollar. They they're really not like uh I believe a, a family company. I believe they just right. kind of kind of really they're really uh if really they like to make the money, <laughs> so whatever they <laughs> say, you know, um, they'll use whatever they can to get the, that green dollars to come in to fund other other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I I think there may have been mermaids at one time. Do you, you remember back in, um, I think it's in Genesis, where the whole earth was corrupted just before the flood. Everything, yeah. all flesh was corrupted. So I do believe there were, um, and I think this goes back to the pagan religions of the Greeks and the Romans that we learn about in school, or we used to learn about in school, that they used to have Pan, the half half man, yeah. half goat or something. I think they may well have um, inhabited, the fallen ones may well have inhabited those uh, creations they were making. Yes, there is. Well, there is a, a teaching like they they said that uh, is what that's one of the things why if you're familiar with the the country or city or island, I'm not sure what it was, Atlantis, and they said that I guess during that time when it flooded, the reason why one of the reasons why it was destroyed because that the uh, fallen angels was actually experimenting and hy- hybriding and making things like the half man and half sheep and all that all those types of like the mermaid things and like you get it back to that Genesis where it says everything was kind of corrupt, that there was creatures like that. And actually, if you listen to uh, some of these uh, deliverance ministers, now there actually are demons who are saying that that's what they are, you know? So I believe like when, when they were destroyed, that they're still here, but they're like in like some type of spiritual form or, or reality and they're, they're still wreaking havoc some way <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of <laughs> teachers they say like there's a water spirit 
things like you, when I heard those things at first, I was thinking, okay, these people, they, I don't know if they know what they're talking about. But when you start doing it, the in-depth studying and understanding that, uh, that the scripture is also a scientific book and they're, when they're talking about like everything was corrupt, I mean, it's, it's talking about just, just more than moral, but it's talking about DNAs and things like that too. And things that can be easily overlooked, you know. Yes, and I really believe that there was a Hercules, and he was a, a the Nephilim is the children, right? Yeah. I always get that confused. Mm-hmm. So I really yeah. do believe that that you know, half God, half man, because mankind, the unschooled ones, thought of these fallen angels as gods. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, things that, that's going on, and they they kind of teach them as uh, fables and things like that. And if you believe in them, they kind of like, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. But it's a lot of it's a lot of truth to it. Also, even I didn't get a chance to mention it. Also, but even like with the uh, the UFO. Um, they are actually, in my opinion, believe that there's some type of fallen angel or also fallen spirits, you know, that, but they, I guess, manifest themselves in that way so that people who can want to believe in those and worship those things, they don't, they don't care. They just want to use whatever they can to distract from our Father in Heaven. And I've seen some testimony where some, some guys said, well, the one thing is they don't like the name of Jesus. Even if they alien, so it kind of gets okay. They must be evil spirits, you know. Yeah, that might be a clue, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, and I can't believe. Well, I do believe it, but it's it's astonishing that mankind is now trying to make all these chimeras and hybridizations and cloning, and I mean, like. Uh, didn't you read the Bible? Did you see in here where it says that's the stupid thing to do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're trying to do all of that and bring it back. And that's the thing where the enemy knows he has a short time. So he's doing whatever he can, you know, because, you know, he's, he's under the gun. So he's trying to take as many yeah. people with him as he can. And so he's going to use politics, science, technology, Whatever he can, you know, as his last bang. That's his, he's going just trying to go with the big bang, I guess. And Father so will make know. sure he gets that big bang. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he he will get it. In Revelation, it talks about a big thunder coming down from heaven and is wiping them out for good, and then he'll be cast into the lake of fire. So <laughs> he's going to get his reward that he wants. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have to definitely pay attention to our culture and what it is teaching our children as it relates to spiritual truth. Um, I think it was L.A. Marzulli. I went to one of his conferences. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, with Richard Grund. He was with Richard Grund. He came to Connecticut, so... Um, and L.A. taught in that conference the perspective we should be using when we watch television or movies. He says there's always something underlying the storyline, and if you know to look for it, you'll see it. And, you know, I've been watching things that way, you know, so ever since. I mean, some... Some programs are obvious. They're going for that left-wing stuff, you know. But oh, yeah. some of them are sneaky. They just sneak it in there. Yeah, they will. So. They'll just sneak it in there if you're not, <laughs> if you're not paying attention, you know. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a really bad thing, really bad thing. Hmm. Well, I, I thank you for having me this evening. I thank everyone who who was able to tune into the blog talk. Um, 
and listen, I hope you was able to to get uh some some truth out of it, some some direction and some hope and some peace out of this this lesson and uh and also with everything that's going on with the media, you're able to uh discern better and also if you can't you do you know what that teaching is of l a marzula that, that, uh oh it was that, just one he did. I, it, it it's not one that's online. He did it at the con, at the uh, conference, and it wasn't recorded. So it was just part of his talk. I'll tell you, you want to get a history lesson, go to one of his conferences. You will learn history from, you know, all the way <laughs> down of the shenanigans of the enemy. I mean, it's just amazing. And it changes every conference because, you know, things keep happening, and then he finds out more things and so, yeah. 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 We're, Excellent. We're living in Conference the age. to it then. It says we're living hmm? in the age where we're living in the age where knowledge is going to travel to and fro in Scripture. So yep. it says knowledge is going to increase. Uh, where things are getting getting known. <laughs> you know. But it's so interesting. And another, some good books to read are the um, Power Quest series. Um, Douglas Woodward. Because he picks up, he does all the history, you know, of the shenanigans. And it's amazing when you look back at history like that to see how all this stuff has been going on since forever. Hmm. You know, it's it's not just nowadays, it's been. They've been working at it for a while. (laughs) Yeah, they had a plan for a while today to bring us down, to bring mankind down, you know. Bring others down to their level. Um, well, I, again, I'd like to thank you for having me. Thank, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I will close in prayer. Uh, Father, we uh, thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for truth, Father, that we are able to discern uh, what we watch on television and and that we were able to speak truth and, and see the, the messages that are being sent by the Lord, that we'd be able to discern those things and use them as tools, Father Lord, to uh, win, win souls for your kingdom. Father, I pray for all those who are listening, Father Lord, that you will guide them and strengthen them, Father, and everything you have for them to do during this time, um, and that you would use them, Father. And in a mighty way. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, everybody, have a blessed week. We'll see you again next week. Um, And thank you so much, Shamir. That was a good lesson. That one was uh, close to my heart. Like I said, Disney's been on my mind for a while. Yeah, uh, So, thank you. (laughs) All right. Thank you. <laughs> good night, Jameer. All right, good night. Father Black. Yeah.